0: Sports, politics, life. North Kansas City Dental presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at nkcdental.com. For most of his storied six-year tenure as starting quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes' legend has grown based on things that he's done on the football field in a game. Things that immediately come to mind: Wasp, the left-handed throw, the remarkable scrambles, the big downfield plays, the toss to MVS on Sunday to advance to the Super Bowl. We've watched one time after another a 13-second comeback to beat the Buffalo Bills in the postseason. It really has just been a highlight reel for six years as he continues game after game, week after week, month after month to do things we don't see other quarterbacks do. And while his offseason has been filled with fun and events and he's played in golf matches and he's been to Vegas and we've seen him you know, pound some beers here and there. He's had some babies. He's built a house. We know an awful lot about his life. That really isn't the legend of Patrick Mahomes. A lot of that is kind of a Kansas City thing. If you're a Chiefs fan, you follow that more. You know a little bit more about him. We probably know more about him and his family than we should, or at least more than is healthy for all of us. But very rarely have we gotten a a real glimpse into what makes him go. And I mentioned this when he played in the golf match, that I can only imagine how annoying Patrick Mahomes is on the football field if he's that annoying while he was miked up playing golf. We saw an, an episode with Max Crosby where Mahomes was miked up and said, you're effing with the wrong dude, wrong MF or whatever on the field. Mutual respect between those players. No question about it. Football players see other football players and respect them by and large. What they don't do really is respect kickers and punters. Sometimes there are other people within the sport that they don't respect greatly, but they've certainly never, uh, the guys that are out there playing the game on offense and defense don't look at kickers as part of the game. So this little episode that took place on Sunday takes on new meaning because we are literally looking at the statistically greatest quarterback of all time and statistically the greatest kicker of all time getting into a tit for tat before the game, before the AFC championship game. And I blew most of it off. I was like, okay, I saw the videos. They were all over X. I said, I'm just interested in watching the game today. After the game was over, Justin Tucker, the greatest kicker of all time, took to the microphone, and he sounded like a a reasonable guy. He says, look, this is just normally what I do. It was kind of playful. Mahomes moved it a little bit, and then seemed like Kelsey cared a little bit more than Mahomes, but it was all good. We're okay. We all respect each other. Mahomes, after the game, says, man, I got you know nothing but love. It's all good, whatever. That all changed on Tuesday. It all changed on Tuesday because Patrick Mahomes went on 610 Sports Radio with Carrington Harrison, which is easily, like easily, the best sports talk show in Kansas City. It's not close. It is the perfect combination of information, issues, being unafraid to take on issues, and humor, which is something Carrington has that I, I really never did have, nor do I have. He can be very funny and entertaining and interesting at times, especially during season, uh, the time of year and seasons where it's slow. So he's got that gift. It's a well-produced show. Rob Brens the producer and sometimes sidekick on the show. I've known Rob for years. It's just really good. And Carrington does a nice job. He does the he now does the interview that I did for years. I did it with Trent Green for years. Then I did it with Alex Smith for years. Then I did it at Patrick Mahomes first year on radio before. Union Broadcasting lost the partnership rights to Intercom, now Odyssey. And the interview with Patrick Mahomes every week switched over to 610 Sports Radio. So he has this interview. It's always two or three really good football questions. And it's always something fun or interesting. And it's always podcasting up at their site. You can hear the whole thing. It is Patrick Mahomes better than Patrick Mahomes at the microphone or post game or even mic'd up or things like that. It's him better because Carrington Harrison does such a nice job. He's a good interviewer. He does not try to impress Patrick Mahomes with how much he knows, which is a the biggest rabbit hole in sports casting and sports talk, is to have a guest on, and Sean Hannity does this all the time, and just talk over them and try to convince them of how much you know, instead of getting information out of them, if you're skilled at it, that you may not otherwise get. And this is what Carrington Harrison did on Tuesday. He got the real truth out of Patrick Mahomes about the incident before the game. I'm going to play it for you first. Then we're going to analyze exactly what he says. This is about 45 seconds long. Patrick Mahomes on 610 Sports Radio on Tuesday.
1: I've had like seven years of of kind of doing that same warm-up routine. and There's only been, I think, like three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't, uh, uh, because you you usually talk to the guys, there's been a kicker that wasn't necessarily moving out the way, or you you weren't kind of sharing the field um, in the right way. And, I mean, it was, in Baltimore all three times so um he does that little stuff I think to try to get under our skin and I asked him to move his stuff and he and he got up and moved it I think two inches um but but didn't move it out of the way and I was going to kind of let it slide but Travis kind of got it and moved it for me and then after that I wasn't gonna let him put it back down so it's, it's something that we we move on I mean I have a lot of respect for him as a player and as a kicker um one of the best kickers of all time probably the best kicker of all time but at the same time, you got to have respect for each team, and we all share the field, and we, we try to
0: do that in a respectful way. Okay, so there it is. He didn't say it in a mean way, but he said, look, this has happened three times in my career, and all three times are in Baltimore. He didn't say all three times Justin Tucker. He said all three times in Baltimore. Maybe it was a punter in Baltimore. Maybe it was somebody else that did something like that in Baltimore. He didn't specifically say it was Tucker, but it sure sounded like it was Justin Tucker all three times. What we have here is two great athletes trying to piss on the same fire hydrant. This is my game. I own you. I'm going to win this. Justin Tucker believes that as a kicker. And he had every reason going in to think that his Ravens were not going to blow away the Chiefs. If the Ravens were going to win this game, it seemed certain to me anyway that if they were to have a chance, Tucker bombs from maybe 49 and 57 yards in the fourth quarter to win the football game. And if indeed that were the case, it might also happen coincidentally with Patrick Mahomes coming up short either a turnover failing on a drive whatever it may be that something bad would happen late one of these guys Lamar Jackson was never going to be the hero of that game it was always going to be either Patrick Mahomes or Justin Tucker and i think they both knew that and i think they have more in common than they like to know what's interesting about this is in where the chiefs kind of come off as get out of uh, get off my lawn on this incident was players don't look at kickers the same way. They do not think of kickers as football players. They see them as necessary evil. Sometimes they're friends with them. Quarterbacks and kickers have been friends before, not frequently, but it's happened. A tight end and a kicker have been friends before. Usually the kicker and the punter are friends with the deep snapper and, you know, some of these other specialists because they're around each other. They're in the same room every day. They practice on the same part of the field. All of these things, you know, work together. But it has gone on since the beginning of the sport that they never really look at kickers like football players. And there was some of that in this. Now, it didn't really affect Tucker. He took it like a pro after the game and diffused the situation. I am so pleased that Patrick Mahomes stepped up and said what he said. Because it's one thing to say, look, the guy was jacking with us. You know, we did this, we did that, whatever. What Mahomes said was, I've owned this league for six years and you're the only asshole that's ever done this. That's what he said. I'll, I'll admit, and I'll say it out loud. You're the best kicker of all time, but I'm just going to let everybody know I've been, do, I've been the best player in this league the last six years. And you're the only a-hole that tries to pull that on me to get in my head. And what he basically said was what he said to Max Crosby. You're effing with the wrong mf'er. That's exactly what it is. There's a, An acronym running around on X, Instagram, everywhere else, F-A-F-O. It means F around and find out. And that's where Patrick Mahomes lives. F around with me and find out. In the last two weeks, odds makers have said Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs aren't good enough to win, that they're underdogs, that they're expected to lose. F around and find out. This is what makes the great athletes great. I've been blessed to be around many in my lifetime. I've gotten to know some after their careers much in a much better way than when they were at the height of their greatness. Patrick Mahomes is hard to get to know right now, but after he's retired in a few years, he'll probably have beers someday with Carrington Harrison when it's all said and done and they'll laugh about some of the things. And it'll it'll be really interesting, the things that they had in common, the things that they agreed on. You'll get to know him much better after football than he does during football. I had that with with George Brett, with Tom Watson, with some of the all-time greats, with Lynn Dawson. And you find out after their sport, they're real human beings, but what they have when they're at their height, when they're in the midst of their hall of fame career, what all these great hall of famers have is F around and find out, bring it. What do you got? Again, I know I talk way too much about the golf match, but Tom Brady was annoyed. Aaron Rodgers was annoyed. Steph Curry was annoyed. I think Josh Allen, his partner at times was annoyed. I know Travis Kelsey was annoyed as his partner last year. We've seen it. He gets on the golf course and he acts like he's Tiger Woods. It's a freaking golf match where he's pounding Coors Lights and he does this. It is in his personality. It's in his DNA. He also has a remarkable switch that he flips when he is not on the field. When he's in a news conference, when he's around people? He says, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate you. All the little things. He never acts like he's bigger than the moment, bigger than the person. He was taught well by his mom. I feel certain about this. It's a very, very, very important quality to be able to turn that switch on and off. And we see it with Patrick Mahomes. And I loved what happened. I, on an incident that I, you know, when I saw this, everybody at the watch party was talking about it on Sunday, we're looking at this stuff on social media. I'm, I'm just Im- immediately thinking to myself, okay, this is side stuff. This is a sideshow. We're not going to bog the podcast down with this. And as we've learned more and seen more video and we know what happened and we are, and I started thinking, about it, I'm like, wait a second, we're talking about the greatest kicker of all time and the greatest quarterback of all time, both saying, this is my fire hydrant. I'm going to piss on it. That's what that was. And yep. Patrick Mahomes won because he's a quarterback, not a kicker. In the end, the kicker doesn't have anything to do with it. The kicker has to have the opportunity provided by somebody else And that's why most guys on offense and defense don't look at kickers the same way as they look at the other players. You can be the hero as a kicker. You can be the goat as a kicker. Harrison Butker is awesome, and he won the Super Bowl last year, and he's just been nothing but clutch, and he's amazing. But you have to put him in the spot to win the game or lose the game for him to win or lose the game. Chiefs played a couple weeks in a row here where Harrison Butker wasn't much of a factor now, was he? He just did his job. He just showed up, did his job. Didn't have to do anything exceptional. Did hit a bomb against the the Bills. We like seeing that. I I just, I cannot even fathom from my years of covering the sport, I cannot fathom the balls on a kicker to be the one for the Baltimore Ravens to go down there and try to start trash with Patrick Mahomes. And I can't imagine anybody on his team knew that this was going to happen. I think he went rogue. I think he went on his own. And does it make a difference on the last play of the game when Mahomes is dropping back to pass and he's floating at 40 yards downfield, throwing the most beautiful ball you've ever seen to end the game? No, he's not thinking about Justin Tucker, but it becomes a mindset. It becomes a setting. It immediately before the game starts says, I am already in their head. Mahomes and Kelsey are thinking to themselves, we're already in their head. They're supposed to be the favorites, and they're so worried about us. They're down here jacking with us, trying to take us out of our game. They have sent us a message that we are in their head. We, They know we are better than them. They know we've been farther than them. They know this is what we do, and they're down here trying to knock us off that. That's spectacular. I would say to the 49ers, F around and find out with the Kansas City Chiefs because they're on their game. They're flat on their game. Alex Smith said on a podcast yesterday, the former Chiefs and former 49ers quarterback, the 49ers defense is in real trouble in this game. Somehow the 49ers have like the third or fourth ranked defense in the NFL. Okay, fine. They haven't been that good in a long time. They've given up a lot of points. The Ravens destroyed them. The Lions destroyed them last week up and down the field. I got to think the Chiefs are going to have plenty for them. There's no comparison to how the defenses are playing right now. Chiefs defense is way above the 49ers defense right now. And as this week goes on, there are more and more people saying, well, geez, I don't really see a pathway here for the Niners to win this game. We can see the Chiefs losing this game, which is what I've been saying since the 1st of October. The Chiefs are capable of losing to anybody. They're totally capable of losing this game. Mahomes goes out there, fumbles it on a drop back, strip sack, throws a couple interceptions, the Chiefs make some stupid plays. They're totally capable of losing it. But most people believe right now, the only way the Niners win it, the only way they just flat beat the Chiefs, is in a shootout. 38-34, 34-31. Do you see the Chiefs defense giving up 30-plus points? I don't remember the last time they gave up 20. Well, they gave up 20 to the Bills. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't remember them giving up that kind of points. And we know they haven't given up more than seven points in the second half of the game now for two and a half months. How are you going to get to 38 and beat the Chiefs if that's your game plan? Maybe, I'll say this, in, in throughout the years here with Mahomes and Reed, if you want to, you can get into a shootout with them. They'll They'll fall into a trap. If you can trap the Chiefs into that kind of a game, then good luck. But I just don't know how the Chiefs defense buys that. I don't know how they buy into that. I don't know how they don't stop you or at least hold you to field goals and keep you out of the 30s. I just love this game. I love this game. And I love those comments from Patrick Mahomes. The game on Sunday at its peak drew 64 million viewers. That's the number one rated all-time AFC championship game in history, which is amazing because nothing on television gets record ratings anymore. There's too many channels. There's too many options. For the NFL to have its number one all-time highest rated AFC championship game is remarkable. It was up 17% from last year. It averaged 55.5 million. And immediately people are saying this is the Taylor Swift effect. They are wrong. They are football people. They are not television people. They aren't media people. They don't understand how this works. Football people will say, well, Taylor Swift sucks, but yeah, she's bringing more viewers to the game. Okay, believe that if you want. But the NFC Championship game was up 19%. And it's, well, on average, it drew 57.7 million viewers, which is 2.2 million viewers more than the AFC game. So the NFC game, which was a route, it was 24-7, okay, had more viewers than the Taylor Swift game. Now, time slot's a big part of that. It's later in the day. It had a big lead-in. There's a built-in audience. Oh, flip over to the other channel, watch the other game. But this isn't Taylor Swift, folks. I'll give Taylor Swift a lot of credit for a lot of things at being brilliant and great at what she's doing. But I ain't buying this. This is not Taylor Swift lifting the ratings of this game. This is America wanting the Chiefs to lose. And it was a close enough game that America was tuned in like, is this the day they lose? Is this the day they lose? Tuning in to watch somebody lose is every bit as powerful as your passion for your team to win. It is quite remarkable. And all these boneheads running around talking about conspiracy theories that the NFL is rigged and they brought in Taylor Swift and all of these things are happening and it's all a gimmick. These people are idiots. If you if you're following them on X or Instagram or in any media outlet, and, and a lot of these people are right wingers now. They're on my bandwagon that Taylor Swift's trying to change the election. They're like, "Okay, the NFL's rigging this so Joe Biden can be president." If you if anybody says that you should delete them in any way that you follow them. And I'm, you know me, I'm on board with Taylor Swift can swing this election, but this isn't how she's doing it. And the NFL is not involved in rigging games for a presidential election. If they were, The majority of their owners are conservative. They'd be rigging it for Trump in some secret way. That is not what's happening here. Ladies and gentlemen, if this was staged, if this was rigged, use your head just a little bit. Why in the world would they pick a tight end in Kansas City to be Taylor Swift's boyfriend? If this is all rigged, why isn't it Dak Prescott or Micah Parsons? You're telling me that the NFL is going to rig something with Taylor Swift? and they don't choose the Dallas Cowboys? You're kidding me. The Cowboys were just sitting there. You knew they were good. You knew they were making the playoffs. They win their division without Taylor Swift. You're telling me the NFL went out of their way to take the team that everyone hates, that, by the way, this is bad for ratings. Generally speaking, dynasties are bad for ratings. Most people don't understand this. Alabama winning over and over in college football was bad for college football. It's bad for college football. It takes fan bases all over the country out of the game. It pulls you out and says, eh, it's not that interesting. It doesn't, it's not great. It was great when the NBA was dull and dead and Michael Jordan resurrected the entire league. It was great then. But it's not really what fans root for. It's not what you want. You don't like Alabama. You're glad Saban's gone. Okay, new era. They won't win one now for 100 years. Great. It moves on from one program to another. It's probably Georgia now. So the whole country can root against Georgia just like they root against the Chiefs. Not great for business. What would have been great for business was the Dallas Cowboys making a run. If they were going to rig this thing with Taylor Swift, it was going to be a Cowboys player and it was going to be the Cowboys. There's no rigging this. How do you rig that throw from Patrick Mahomes to MBS to end that game? These people are idiots. And I'm sorry, a lot of them are right wingers and they're on websites that you like, And they're all in on the thing you first heard here, and that is Taylor Swift will influence this election. We don't know how much, but this isn't the way she's doing it. It's not with the NFL rigging the Super Bowl. That is not what this is. These people are morons. They're absolutely buffoons. All right, I got an email from my friends at Tickets for Less. They want me to pass along to you, and this doesn't apply to all of you, obviously, maybe not even many of you. But they want me to let you know uh, now through the big game If you're shopping for tickets to the game in Vegas, at ticketsforless.com, there are no added fees. There's no hide-and-seek. There's nothing, okay? And you can still use the promo code KKHI. Now, imagine 5% off a Super Bowl ticket. That's going to be hundreds, if not thousands, depending on what you're buying. All right? We know this is a special deal for some of you, that you will be able to afford Super Bowl tickets, and you want to go to Vegas, and that this is you. They want me to pass along to you for you to feel free to call them personally to be the concierge, or they've never told me this. If you want to personally walk into their office, go for it. It's not really a retail location. It's a corporate office at 130th and Metcalf. You can walk right in during business hours. If you want to meet with them directly, sit down on the computer and find your Super Bowl tickets. They want to be your personal concierge. They want to meet you face-to-face. They'd love to have you in Or call them at the local number and speak with somebody right here in Kansas City, 913-685-3322. Yes, Tickets for Less is a national ticket operator. But unlike some of these other things you've heard of, they're located right here in Kansas City. You have the ability to call a person, an expert, a Super Bowl expert that is a Chiefs fan like you, knows the Super Bowl inside and out and the stadium inside and out, and speak with them personally about where you want to sit, how you want to do this, what's available to you, the packages, before game, after game, concerts, events, all these different things in Vegas by calling 913-685-3322. The only thing Tickets for Less won't do for you is book your airline flight and your hotel. Everything else, they got you covered. You want to go see Luke Combs, you want to go to a concert, you want to do all this on your Vegas weekend, ticket? call the personal concierge, mention the podcast, You will save 5% on everything. That is big money around an event like the Super Bowl. 913-685-3322 or swing into their local office at 7311 West, 130th Street in Overland Park. That's a public service announcement. There you go. We got more information on these Chiefs fans that died in the Northland. Came out on Tuesday. We did a patron podcast on this and other things on Tuesday, uh, including... KUs, you know, if you want to be a patron, we're asking people to sign up. It's the new year. We work really hard to put these patron podcasts together in the newsletter every weekend. And we'd love to have more patrons. We'd love you to sign up at kkasissues.com. If you could, we'd appreciate you coming on board. I'm getting ready to, as soon as I find out how, in the next few weeks, I'm going to raise the minimum price from $5 to $6. We've gone three and a half years at $5. For people that are already in it, I can't raise you. So I won't be raising that but the new signups I'm going to raise to 5.99 if I can. And so if you sign up now it's still just 5 bucks and then it's grandfather because there's no mechanism to change the price. I can't raise it if I want to with people that are already doing. It's a volunteer program. If you want to raise it you can, but I can't raise it and m- m- mandatory. But on new signups I think I can. And if I do I'm going to raise 99 cents. We're going to go to 5.99, but we'd love to have you on board. Get in right now while it's still 5 bucks per month at kkhasissues.com, but We talked about these Chiefs fans that died and there's forensic pathologists out there now. People are pretty sure they know exactly what happened. A brother of one of the dead, a man who died, said that his brother was found sitting in a lawn chair on the deck. So the man who lived in the house lived but slept until Tuesday. This is after a Sunday Chiefs game. The three men outside died. Forensic pathologists believe What occurred was, when everybody else was gone, the four of them took something. They took a drug of some sort. Maybe outside. Maybe they went outside to take it. Maybe they were smoking it. I mean, who knows? But this person says the cops know exactly. They they know from the scene exactly what happened. It is believed that the three men outside took whatever drug it was and stayed outside. And as they passed out, that was it. It was cold outside body temperature in a couple hours can go from 98 degrees to 80 and you're you have a heart attack so you literally die of a heart attack a couple hours later people will say you froze to death you probably had a heart attack before you froze to death but the man who survived inside and slept for 36 hours or however long it was probably took the drug and went inside and passed out which is why he wouldn't be a suspect in a murder that's what everybody believes happened it's one of the craziest stories we've ever had truly one of the craziest stories KKHI is brought to you by Buck Disposal, online at buckdisposal.com. If you're tired of dealing with out-of-town call centers for all your disposal needs on your job sites, go with the local pros, buckdisposal.com, 913-242-7695, under the umbrella of Buck Services, Buck Roofing, Buck Disposal, it's all in one great place. This guy runs an an outstanding operation. He really truly runs a business as a personal homeowner, because he owns a home and knows what he wants in a roofer. And his disposal company runs as a businessman, knowing that he needs disposal containers on his job sites and he wants to serve you better than he's been getting served by these out of town companies. BuckDisposal.com. Window World is simply the best for less. Online at WindowsKansasCity.com, the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs are made right here in America. They have a lifetime warranty. They also come with a really low price and excellent financing available. Call now for a free analysis in home, no obligation, no pressure. I promise you, no pressure. This will be a great experience. If Window World comes to your home, it'll be a fantastic experience. You'll be sending me an email saying, you're right, Kevin. They were completely and totally professional. They told us everything we needed to know. Now we're making our own decision. And thank you so much. WindowsKansasCity.com or 816-799-0820. And Back9Development.com has a new development in Lansing, This is unbelievable. It's called the Dunes. It's only eight lots. They purchased this land. If you would like to build a custom home, Back 9 can build it for you. Each lot is over three acres. It surrounds a lake. It's the perfect spot to get away from the city, to live among other great conservatives. You got a fishing hole in your backyard. You got some acreage. This is unbelievable. The final plat's going before the city commission tomorrow. KKHI listeners are the very first people to know about these lots that have not been publicly listed yet. If you would like to be the first in, not one is sold, not one is out. There's no information on any of these lots yet in Lansing. Over three acres large, each of them, eight available. Call TJ Vilkanskis at 785-236-0161. I don't have this in the email that he sent me. I assume if you're a builder, you might be able to call him and purchase one of these lots and build on one of these lots as well. So I would think if you're a custom home builder, you might want to call TJ and say, hey, what do we got here? Can I get one of these lots and build on it? 785-236-0161. You may have your own person that wants to build a house. and I'm sure TJ would be open for something like that. Back9development.com. All right. The Kansas Jayhawks rolled over Oklahoma State on Tuesday night. Hunter Dickinson went over 2,000 points for his career in about three and a half years of college basketball, there are only three active players over 2,000 points. Congratulations to Hunter Dickinson. He was amazing in this game. Kansas State gets bombed at home by Oklahoma. Not good. They sound like Nikki Haley. Kansas State fans, and the, if you read the recap of these stories and the things that they were saying after the game, they sound like Nikki Haley. K-State fought back down 16. To lose by 20? You know... <laughs> You don't put the headline of your story or say after the game, we fought back from being down 16 to lose by 20. You were down 16 at the half. You were down 20 at the end of the game, Nikki Haley. That's not how this works. Oh, boy. I'm I'm telling you, I'm not an expert on everything. I'm an expert on what goes wrong with teams and messaging. And when Jerome Tang accused Iowa State of cheating and then blame the refs at Houston. You know it was going to be a spit show in Manhattan last night, and it was. This is a coach that's worried about himself, that's thinking about him. He's fighting with his president. He's the center of attention. He's got the fans on his side and the students on his side, and he thinks he's bigger and better than the university president. And when you start doing that in the middle of the season and you're bitching about refs and you think the other team's cheating you, you are done. This is the most Gunther Cunningham-sounding stuff I've ever heard. That's what it reminds me of. Chiefs fans loved Gunther Cunningham when they hired him. Some of you may remember a coach named Frank Gans, who was the special teams coordinator. And somehow the kicker, Nick Lowry, got Frank Gans hired as the head coach. And people were excited because they thought he was a Vietnam pilot and he served and he did this. And turns out he lied about all of it. It was all a fraud, but he won the fans over. The fans loved him in the beginning until the losses piled up. Jerome Tang did one very good thing. On Tuesday night at the end of the game, he got in front of the fans and on the microphone and said, this is on me. He called a really lame timeout with 20 seconds left, but I'll accept it because they were getting pounded. And what he says he told his team with 20 seconds left down 20 or down 18 was, do not hang your heads when we shake their hands. This game is on me. It is my fault. I didn't have you prepared. I've blown it. Amen, Jerome Tang. You're blowing it all right now. This is all you. You have used every excuse in the book. I lost Naquan Tomlin. I lost my point guard. Iowa State's cheating me. The refs suck. My president's taking my players away from me. Everything is not me. Ooh, it's a bad look, Jerome Tang. It is a bad look. And K-State fans, you're getting really mad at me right now. But can you imagine if this was a KU coach or a Missouri coach doing this stuff? What they, What you would be thinking of them? or a Nebraska football coach, or whatever. This is a horrible look for Jerome Tang. His team shot 30% from the field, 14% from three. He's trying to play his popularity with the students against the president of the university, and he's telling people privately he's going to leave and take a job like Louisville. Okay, Jerome Tang, good luck, Louisville. You're going to hire a guy after a seat of not making the tournament, which they're not going to make. They're not good. So some of this is he doesn't have the players, but that's on him too. Last year, he had Marquise Noel, who was Bruce Weber's point guard, and the guy was a stud, became the darling of the NCAA tournament. Bruce Weber's player carried Jerome Tang to the Elite Eight and got him a new contract, okay? Jerome Tang's team, not as good. You think Louisville's going to come hire you? (laughs) For what reason? Oh, you like to fight with the university president? Okay. Oh, you like to blame officials? Hmm. Oh, you think the other team's cheating you? Ouch. Jerome Tang, you you are stuck in Manhattan at this point. You better change your ways. And I know you're a good man and a strong Christian, and I know you're a good role model, and I know those kids love you. This is Bush League. There is no other way to describe what's happening with the K-State basketball team right now than Bush League. I've seen it before. I've seen it with Todd Haley with the Chiefs. I saw it with, uh, oh, good Lord. Well, Tony Pena, when he took a shower in the locker room with the Royals with his uniform on was pretty bad. What was the name of the the coach that the Royals manager that was, oh God, he sang a Christian album. He was a devout Christian and he had managed in Japan and we thought he was going to be great here. Trey Hillman. We saw it with Trey Hillman, same thing. They're all the same coach. And Jerome Tang, you better get busy here and show somebody that you are not this silly coach because this looks silly and this looks like why nobody hired you for 19 years. That's really what it looks like. It is a complete 180 from a year ago and a bad look for Jerome Tang. Kansas released its football schedule on Tuesday, and they're going to play four games at Arrowhead, two at Sporting Kansas City. In equal fairness, I feel like bashing today, all right? Kansas somehow is stealing taxpayer money from the state of Kansas. They were gonna do this little piecemeal stadium thing where they're gonna start like a conference center first, then they were gonna take the chairbacks or take out benches and put in chairbacks. Well, now they've demolished their whole damn stadium because suddenly they have all this money. Where did it come from? They still don't have all of it. They haven't privately raised it all. They got it from Laura Kelly. The state of Kansas is flush with cash and giving it to KU for a football stadium. And I would say if you're at Pittsburgh State, Emporia State, Wichita State, Kansas State, any of these other schools, you should be screaming bloody murder at this point. Where's my $90 million? We want $90 million for something we don't need. We want $90 million for a football stadium. Do you think Wichita State would like $90 million to start a football program? I think they would. The Koch brothers might jump in with a $90 million incentive and build a stadium for them. It could happen. So Kansas is building this thing now, and it's so big and bold and different than what they said they were going to do. This was a bait and switch, man. This was a hoodwink on the Kansas taxpayers. So now you got the conservative in me. All right, this is a ripoff job. And so what do we get? We get Sporting Kansas City telling them, you can't come play here. The other team with a stadium in Kansas that gets free money from taxpayers won't let Kansas play there. So they go to Arrowhead and say, what do you think, Chiefs? And the Chiefs are like, well, you can play here, but not at the beginning of the year because we have all these concerts we're doing. So you can't do that. So they're letting them play the back-end games, the four home games, the last ones, and then they finagled somehow Sporting Kansas City to let them play too, so I guess they'll have to replace the turf or something. They're going to play four games at Arrowhead, two at Sporting Park. Memorial Stadium is closed, and they're going to build a shiny, awesome stadium. Thank you, taxpayers of Kansas. Shocker fans, how you feel about that? Wildcat fans, how you feel about that? Gorillas, how you feeling about that? Hornets, stingers up, how you feeling? Your tax dollars at work building this thing. The Kansas Jayhawks, they're playing at Arrowhead, and the greatest thing I saw was a billboard put up by Missouri. They were ready for this. They unveiled the billboard yesterday as you're entering Missouri, leaving Kansas. The billboard says, M-I-Z welcomes KU football back to Arrowhead, Missouri. It says, this is SEC country. And the photo on it is a screenshot of Missouri beating KU at Arrowhead. That's the SEC way right there. That's what that is. They wouldn't have done If Missouri was still in the Big 12, see, they wouldn't do that. That's the SEC way, and we love that. On to news, brought to you by Fry Orthodontics in their 14 area locations. Online at fryorthodontics.com. Teeth love us. You will, too. Get your perfect smile for life with fewer visits. They'll eliminate any excessive treatments. They work with your individual goals, whether it's a couple teeth, the top row, the entire mouth, whatever it is, whatever your individual goals are. They want to achieve those for you with Invisalign, ceramic, or metal braces. FryOrthodontics.com, your smile is just the start. Roberts-Robinson Chevrolet GMC is home of the lifetime warranty. It's included with every new vehicle purchased. Why would you do business anywhere else if you can get the lifetime warranty? Three years, 36,000 miles, not good enough. You go to Roberts-Robinson, they're kicking in the lifetime warranty for you absolutely free. They also have a great service center for any make and model. They'll pick up your vehicle and return it to you. It's all at Roberts Robinson now with 0.9% financing on Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierra. What's better than that? They have it, they'll find it for you, or they'll build it for you. They're going to make you happy at robertsrobinson.com. And Ideal Health KC is regenerative medicine. If you have any kind of chronic pain or arthritis or things that you deal with on a daily basis, it can be anywhere. It can be foot pain, it can be shoulder pain, it can be knee pain, back pain. You owe it to yourself to schedule a consultation with Dr. Kip Van Camp at Ideal Health KC. Give them a shot. What they do is they take blood or tissue from your body and then reinsert it where it's needed. So all your cells that are dormant where they are, because we all get a little older, our body doesn't work exactly like it does when we're 25. You put it in the right place and it works for you. It's fascinating. You should have a consultation. If you're in pain, This is not pills, this is not shots, this is not surgery, okay? They're not putting a bunch of medicine from Big Pharma in you. Schedule an appointment by calling 913-745-5300, Dr. Kip Van Camp. He is awesome. On to the news, a couple of impeachment articles have been filed against Alejandro Mayorkas, Homeland Security Director. This happened late at night. It was heated. The next thing is a vote on the floor of the House of Representatives, I thought it would be interesting to, we've seen the video over and over and over of all the people flooding in. We've seen the crimes. You've probably seen the New York City cops were beaten up yesterday. Oh, this was good. A bunch of illegal aliens beat up a couple of New York cops, got them on the ground, kicked them in the head. They tracked them down through surveillance. They arrested these people and brought them in and released them. They literally beat up cops in New York City and were released a couple hours later. Wow. Wow. I mean, why would you be a cop in New York? Why would you be a cop in any one of these cities? To be honest, you can easily quit and whatever city you're in, go to the suburbs. If you're a New York City cop, move to Connecticut. All right, go out on Long Island, be a cop in the Hamptons (laughs) or go to Queens for crying out loud, anything other than New York City. I don't know how they get these people to do this, but they do. Eric Schmidt, the great Senator from the state of Missouri took to social media, made his own video about what's really going on here at the border and why this is a problem. And there's some dollars in this. There's some financial terms. This is only about 45 seconds long. You're gonna like this. This is Eric Schmidt telling you exactly what happened when Trump went in, when Trump went out and Biden came in. What was uncovered today in any other time and place would have been a huge scandal, but in Washington, unfortunately, it's business as usual. Here's what happened. So. Under President Trump, hundreds of millions of dollars with the border wall was was purchased. It was there, you know, being constructed. Joe Biden comes in and pays, get this, $130,000 a day, a day for contractors not to construct the wall. On top of that, then, when they got political heat for it, guess what happened? They sold this off to contractors in an auction. In one example, $4.4 million worth of materials were sold for just over $100,000. That's a 96% plus discount. Uh, taxpayers. This is insult to injury to taxpayers. Not only do we have an open border because of it, but they got screwed uh, financially. Eric Schmidt's awesome in the great state of Missouri, and that puts it in a nutshell, exactly what's happening here at the border. It's a complete and utter mess. And I am, I'm just so sick of Joe Biden saying, pass this thing and I'll close the border. Title Eight allows you to close the border. Republicans need to be better on the messaging. They need to stop going down rabbit holes, just start playing videos of Barack Obama saying we have to close the border, and he did it under Title Eight. It's very simple. It's a presidential power. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. We do not need new laws. We need a president that will close the border. Forget the new bill. Any Republican that votes for this bill should be taken out behind the woodshed. It's a joke. Do not lose this debate. Obama said it himself. I can do this under Title 8 I'm closing the border. We're going to make America safer. Get on this. Republicans, get on this. A story surfaced in a big way on Tuesday and has largely disappeared from many websites and has not hit mainstream media yet. Daily Wire is a reputable firm. That's uh, Ben Shapiro's outfit. And they ran a story about the January 6th bomber because the bomber story has just gone away. Two bombs were planted, one at the uh, Democratic National Committee headquarters, one at the RNC headquarters, and a whistleblower in 2022 named... Kyle Serafin, who worked for the FBI as a former agent and surveillance agent, said that he knew who it was. They had a basically a train ticket back to the suburbs, and they identified a car that this man was in and followed him to a house and knew who it was and, and the resident. And it was a former government official with security clearance who had made several trips to those buildings in previous days and that there was a massive cover-up underway. The FBI has said, Released some video and said, okay, this happened because they don't want to be completely um, in the dark about saying, hey, something occurred here. They've used the excuse these bombs weren't operating. They weren't operative, that they didn't work, that they had kitchen timers on them and those were never going to work, that they were set for an hour and they didn't go off, so the bombs were made poorly and didn't work. Nonetheless, they were pipe bombs and they were at the RNC and the DNC. They were placed there somehow miraculously on January 5th, the evening before by this person and found at exactly the same time rioters stormed the Capitol after the Trump speech. So it's pretty clear the plan was this, plant these bombs, and as soon as Trump is done with his speech, we're going to announce we found bombs. There was going to be a bomb threat and a bomb scare in D.C. And they were going to immediately pin this on all the rioters and saying, look at this terrible, nefarious group of people we brought in for January 6th. Folks, this is a government covered up This is a government operation the FBI knows all about it. I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I have no doubt about this. This was plan A, because they didn't really think these people were gonna go to the Capitol. They thought they'd peacefully walk down, have their demonstration, that would be that, but then they'd sound the alarms that there's a bomb threat in D.C. where Kamala Harris is, the vice president-elect at the DNC, but they knew that the bombs weren't operative. This was all going to be a massive setup by the government. Folks, this is legit. Now, for whatever reason... You read all these accounts yesterday, they're pulled. The story at Daily Wire is gone. I don't think people have deleted things from Twitter, but this this story is absolutely legit. There were two bombs, and, and there is no way the FBI does not know who did it, and they don't want you to know. So it became plan B, but when plan A worked out to be something that they didn't plan, that just happened, that they, well, they did plan. There were FBI operatives in that group at the capitol as well waving people inside when that worked so well they dusted this one under the rug that's all they did and this this is the biggest story this is potentially the biggest story of our lifetime if the federal government set up one political party with fake bombs and fake news on January 6th i i because what? Because they wanted to continue this and have a January 6th committee and do all these things no matter what. That means even if these people hadn't stormed the Capitol, we would have had the same result. They would have blamed it on MAGA. They'd have found somebody and arrested them wrongfully, folks. That's what would have happened. I'm telling you, I believe this story. I believe it was a government operative with security clearance. I believe that he came the night before and everybody knew he was going to put him there. I believe that they weren't functional I believe they were going to say they were. I believe they were never going to find this man. I believe they were going to arrest somebody else. And I'm not a conspiracy guy, but there's enough on this. You want to investigate something. Trump gets back in office. You want to investigate something. This should be investigated. Donald Trump should really care about this. He absolutely really should. If you don't believe things like that, How about this story? Like, like if you're like, oh man, nobody's that nefarious. They can't be that evil. Elon Musk was just told by a court in Delaware that his $51 billion compensation package that was approved by the board at Tesla in 2018, five years ago, is invalid. This is a private company, public company, that Elon Musk founded. It is a Delaware company. A court in Delaware decides we don't like Elon Musk. He's got a $51 billion compensation package. The judge has decided that that's too much pay for him, that nobody should make that much money. A judge, not a law, a judge. The judge said, "The quote, the burden of proving compensation plan was fair. That's what Elon Musk had. He had the burden of proving that his plan was fair. So they walked into court and they said, well, it was fair because if you take my votes out of this, and my family's votes out of this, the board still approved it. My votes on this didn't count, nor did my family members count. The board, the rest of the board still had enough votes to approve it, and they did. Elon Musk has increased the value of Tesla as CEO by tenfold for all of the shareholders. Nobody that owns Tesla stock, even though it's had a bad couple of years, it's half half what it was two years ago, but it will bounce back. The guy knows what he's doing and his value, his shares go down too. When it goes down, how in the world can a court say you make too much money when the board has voted for you to have this compensation package? They are out to get conservatives everywhere, folks, in every possible way. It is the saddest situation in this country. By God, we got to win this election and we got to get our government back. We've got to fire everyone in DC that is not elected. We have to gut this thing and start over. It's going to leave us vulnerable for a while. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky. We've got to start over with a new generation. We've got to cut the size of this government, the scope of this government. It really is everything. Our final final today is brought to you by the Finch Knife Company online at finchnifeco.com. Keep life from getting dull with a Kansas City-born, Kansas City-designed pocket knife. I carry mine every day now. It's become a habit. It's a good thing to have on you for a lot of reasons, folks. They're gorgeous. They're functional. I've never been a pocket knife guy. I am now. I'm learning how to use it. I'm being very careful. It's, it's awesome. I feel great carrying it. Finch Knife Company, online at finchnifeco.com. And Advanced Medical Imaging, see what's inside. All major insurance accepted. If your doctor says you need an MRI or a CT scan, or if in the last couple of weeks you've been told that and your appointment is three weeks from now, Call Advanced Medical Imaging today and get your scan this week. Get it done now. Don't wait. Call 785-856-0224. They will take your insurance for MRI and CT scans. Or if you'd like to get your heart scan done this year, if you're 40 or over, you should find out your plaque score. That's out of pocket. It's around 100 bucks at Advanced Medical Imaging online at MedImageKS.com. Our final final is a man named Matthew Abels. He was going through his house, his parents' house, some house, going through a drawer, found a bunch of junk in a junk drawer, came along a golden ticket to Magic Kingdom from the 1970s. This is Disney World. It was an $8 ticket in the 1970s with no expiration date. So he goes to the Magic Kingdom where it's $184 to go these days and says, I got a ticket here with no expiration date on it. Took him about 10 minutes, had to talk to the supervisor, did whatever, they handed him a new pass and said, welcome to the park. You're in. An $8 ticket from the 70s with no expiration day and no date, no date on it. It, was Friday, it had a year on it, I think, but no actual date. They allowed him into the park, which could be worth about $184 today. It has 8 million views on TikTok, this man, and his golden ticket at Disney World. I think Disney World's worth about 8 bucks myself. Now, give me some grandbabies, and I'll take them to Disney World, and I'll go ahead and pay the $184. For me right now, you might have to pay me eight bucks to spend a day standing in line waiting for those rides at Disney World. We are over 60,000 followers to the podcast. Thank you so very much for everything that you've done. You're obviously telling your friends and family the podcast is growing every single day. We just keep hitting new milestones. We're getting really close to 5 million downloads and 60,000 followers. The patrons is growing a little bit. We'd love to have you join as a patron. We usually get one or two a week, maybe join. Uh, We know times are tight for a lot of you. We We get as many cancellations as people joining the patrons. It's been flat now for two years. Since Bidenomics has taken over, the patrons is flat. It's actually a little bit below where it was two years ago. People are canceling subscriptions at a greater rate than they're adding subscriptions. I understand that, but I like doing the work. I like providing the extra bonus coverage. It's generally speaking, breaking news in the afternoons and things like that. People that are patrons really enjoy the content. I'd love to have you on board. If you go to KKHasIssues.com, it takes less than five minutes to sign up. Just click on Become a, K- a Patron at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at KKHasIssues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the KKList.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.